Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies Talking Leafs. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. And we're going to start off the show today with a big thank you to all our listeners for taking the time to give our podcast a rating on your preferred listening platform. Yes, each rating and review that you give is so important uh, to give us more visibility uh, within Leafs Nation and in the NHL podcast world. So if you haven't had the time to give us a rating or review yet, you can always do this on Apple Podcasts or if you are an Android user on Podcast Addict. Addict uh, listeners can also give a review and you always can DM us on social media as well because we love to hear from our listeners and get your feedback on the show. Thank you so much for, for that. We, we love to hear from you. Now, on to our Leafs. <laughs> so after last night's game, we're coming at you on Monday after this uh, Canucks game from Sunday night. Um, I'm starting to believe that we're cursed, basically. Um, I just don't understand why we're always the team. The Leafs just always seem to be the team that play an opponent that's going through some sort of adversity. Like we're that first game to come and play us, basically. Whether it be the uh, David Ayer situation or someone playing their first game and they score their overtime winning goal or we get out goal lead um in this situation i mean nothing to take away from vancouver canucks like they went through a brutal time with the covid situation there and we wouldn't wish anything bad from from that on them but i don't know it's just it's always i actually thought a couple of weeks ago when buffalo won their finally got out of that awful streak whatever it was 15 16 games of losing I actually thought that they were probably thinking to themselves, geez, I wish we could play the Leafs, right? <laughs> like, it just seems like we're the team where in those situations that we, we end up, like we end up be losing basically that game and giving the other team that benefit. And other than the fact, I, this morning I looked at the NHL like website and I looked at the standings and I'm like, okay. We're still in first place in the division, and we both have like eleven with the Jets. We have eleven games each to play, so we're good that way. And we have two players in the NHL's top uh, top ten in points in the league, which obviously are Matthews and Marner. So other than that, make me feel better. <laughs> I'm asking Sale to make me feel better about this situation from like. I don't know. It just seems to be very up and down right now with this team again. And we're going to the stretch drive, um, going to the playoffs. And yeah, and then 
obviously there's the hymen injury, possible injury too. So I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling right now, but make me feel better. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> that might be a little bit of a tough one considering we were trying to think of, you know, what, what, what good can we draw from in the last little while? And, uh, um, other than, you know, what was done at the trade deadline, it's a little bit tough if you're just basically going on, you know, what's what we're seeing on the ice right now. Like, obviously, there's some some good things. Um, I guess what I would say is that, you know, you don't want to peak too early. So and I, I do agree that it seems to me that, you know, when it comes to us playing teams that are going, you know, through some sort of sort of adversity, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that because they're playing the Leafs, they're they're talked about a lot. So whether, you know, players always say that they don't really pay attention to the news or follow the media or whatever, I do think they do hear these things. And, you know, unfortunately, when you're playing the Leafs, you're on the big stage. And of course, you know, they postponed, you know, Hockey Night in, Co- in Canada broadcast and broadcasted on Sunday. So then it's a national broadcast already. These players had something to prove. They obviously are proud, proud guys, and they dug deep and they dug out a win for themselves. And, you know, everybody was watching them carefully, looking for any signs that they're struggling. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, they might be struggling today, but that will be behind closed doors. And uh, yeah, so unfortunately, when it's against us, um, it's on the big stage. And the thing is, is that we didn't have that same dig down deep reason, you know, so and that showed last night. You know, yeah, there, and- we had nothing to dig deep for. <laughs> so um, but, yeah, but we the do thing is, because they, they do need to find yes, that here yeah. because. Um, yeah, it's not something you can just switch on and off uh, on a whim. Yeah, yeah. It's almost the same as, not quite, but it's almost the same going to previous seasons again, sort of thing, where we basically play so great at the start of the season, and then we're tailing off again towards the end of the season, and and, and our mindset is just not good going into the playoffs. And that's why we thought we brought in like Joe Thornton, Wayne Simmons and them. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm overreacting. I think just because maybe this whole Hyman, Zach Hyman injury possibility is making me panic. (laughs) So uh, anyhow, well, we're going to talk about that. So yeah, obviously, as you said, it's been another up and down couple of weeks for the Leafs. And now that the trade deadline is past. We're anxiously waiting to see uh, what Sheldon Keefe's plans are for the lineup as we go into the stretch drive with 11 games to go, which is not a lot. So let's get the show going. And we're going to, as we said, talk about the good, the bad and the ugly. We're going to run the ladies talking Leafs highlight reel and we'll end off with our new segment, the third period um, that we introduced uh, in our last episode before the bonus. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. Okay, the good, the bad, the ugly. God, 
I had a lot of trouble finding something good. I don't know. <laughs> took me uh, a couple of days. Anyways, that's... And then I found out two good things. William Nylander was coming back into the lineup and Freddie Anderson was on the ice last uh, last week. Finally, there was a Freddie sighting. So um, with Willie, I just think we... Like he was placed on the NHL's COVID protocol list and... Um, that in itself is scary for him. He sounded really um, worried, let's say, in his interviews. He was saying, how, but all his tests came back negative while he was in that seven-day quarantine, which is great. Um, but you really, to me, he makes a difference in the lineup. I mean, it's not it's not Austin, Austin Matthews way um, missing, but just his creativity and the way he possesses the puck and the confidence he has with the puck, like it's just, it, you you can tell when he's not in the lineup. And um, yeah, so we definitely noticed him when he wasn't available. So the fact that he was available last night, it was great to see him back. And he scored his 100th career goal too. So that was that was a, that was a positive from last night. And then uh, with Freddie back on the ice, um, I think listeners know how I feel about the goaltending situation. So I won't get too much into it. And I think... Sill is pretty much agreeing with me, but maybe not over the, as much over the top as me. But <laughs> but yeah, I love Freddie. I'm a Freddie fan, and I I can't wait for him to to get back. I don't know. I just think he's going to be a huge thing for us going into the playoffs. At least a part of the a goaltending tandem, as long as he's healthy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I agree on on both of those counts. Uh, Willie, like you can. Really, you could really, really, actually, you could notice, I shouldn't say see, because it was, you know, when, when, as they're playing, it's like, the impact he has, though, it was was definitely apparent, because we're missing those breakouts, we're missing those those entries, those creative entries that actually mm-hmm. spark something. And we were just so flat when he wasn't in the lineup because of that, because there's just, he's a very, very dynamic player. And that is something that, that sparks something, not just um, the plays, but also energy, you know? Um, So I definitely agree that he is a player that we miss when he's not there. It's so funny because people get on him for not doing more, but, but when he's not in the lineup, it's like a, it. a yeah. real black hole there as far as <laughs> as um creativity and and basically uh creating some sort of cycling opportunity in the offensive zone when he's not there and yeah. i agree yeah. with you uh about freddie uh that definitely um we need all of our goaltending um to be sharp uh going into the playoffs uh which is actually leading nicely into my good, which is the goaltending depth that now that we had, uh, have David Riddich, which, uh, I, I didn't know that. I, I think he's, he's a European player. I thought he was from here. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's <laughs> so, Czech. He's yeah. A Czech so I, yeah. I've changed the way I pronounce sure. his name now because of that. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but, uh, the fact that he, he is, I, I think he looked good in the games that he played. Uh, with us, he is great on uh, high danger chances. Um, I think he's he's definitely gives us more confidence 
knowing that if something were to happen to one of our other top guys, that we have a bona fide player that can rise to the occasion. Like that's what I see is that he's the type of goalie that I think can rise to the occasion if needed. So the fact that we've shored up our depth there um, makes me feel a little bit better going into um, this home stretch or down the, yeah, down the home stretch leading into the playoffs because it, it gives us a little bit more of a capacity to let um, Campbell rest if he needs to um, and give Freddie some time to ease back into the lineup without having to rely on him too much and possibly cause a setback. Right. So, yeah, I hope. Uh, yeah. I mean, Riddick, I think is gonna, I would think he'd play the next game versus Vancouver. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping anyways, um, that because, Jack Campbell last night in the first game, like there were a couple of goals there. He should have had them. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, I mean, not that he like, I mean, the guy just set an NHL record. So, I mean, you can't say like all of a sudden all the all the fans like are not say they're going against him again, but it's mm-hmm. like the whole up and down thing with Leafs Nation. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because he's winning 10 in a row, he's great. And then he loses a couple and then all of a sudden he's garbage sort of thing, right? It doesn't work that way, right? He's 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 good, but I think he's battling something too, which I think having the few extra days in between and then he can start in Winnipeg, that's going to be a huge game on mm-hmm. Thursday night um, in Winnipeg. So um, I, I just, uh, yeah, and then Freddie will hopefully hopefully come back before the end of the season mm-hmm. <laughs> and get a couple of games in and uh and and um and be good to go for the for the playoffs too so yeah the goaltending depth i think is uh definitely a good thing to have and um we've never really had this situation to do with no. the goal to be going into the playoffs like this it's always been like a dependable number one guy right and um so it's kind of new um, but, uh, hopefully we'll get through it because, uh, goaltending definitely matters. It does. Right, um, but I would say though, that our team is good enough, should be good enough that we don't need elite stand on your head goaltending. We need steady goaltending. If we've got steady goaltending, our team should be able to basically run with that. But, um, as we're going to get get into down the road, some things are going to have to improve because that offense that yeah. you know we're known for is just <laughs> is just not not clicking right now. Um, aside from the odd uh, person here and there, so uh, yeah. So basically, we're an excellent team that should get by with basically just really steady goaltending, above average, but doesn't have to be elite like. Yeah. Unless our goalie is, our goalie really needs to only be counted on to steal a game here or there. Like they don't have yeah. to steal every game. Yeah. Yeah. It would be nice to, mind you, it's been a while since we've seen a goaltender steal a game. A yes, I agree. Steal the game. So <laughs> it would be nice to see I would what, love maybe to see it. <laughs> maybe they're saving it for the playoffs, right? So yeah. maybe that's the, that's the thing, which is, uh, which is, which would be good. Yes. Yeah. yeah but, all right, so let's so, get on to uh, what we think is not going so hot. So the bad that's what you got not. for that, Chris. All right. So my first one, or 
the bad that I had was Austin Matthews. And not to say that he's playing bad, but I'm just worried about that wrist. I don't know. I am like, it's fine to take a day, like a game off here and there towards the end of the season, the whole load management idea. We talked about that the last episode too. Like, uh, but of course he's also going after that, even though he won't say it, but he's going after that Rocket Richard trophy too, right? For the most goals in the league. Um, so we want him to get that too, but, and he's six goals ahead in that category. I checked that this morning as of Monday. So, I mean, he can, he, can take some time off if he needs it, but I'm just worried that in the playoffs, like there's going to be one two hand chop to that wrist and, (laughs) and he's done. Right. And we cannot like, we, we need to, I mean, I think we appreciate him and everything he does. He's a superstar and it's, and like, there's, there's a whole lot we can say about him, but we, that, I just want them to be careful with him. That's all. And um, because as we saw with Zach Hyman, who's another very important player, uh, we don't know what his status is right now, but um, we don't want that happening to Austin Matthews. That's for sure. Yeah, I so, definitely th- agree. I mean, I, I don't really know if there's much more that I can add to that, but um, yeah, they do need to be careful with him. And I mean, it's, it's tough because th- they've spent, basically said that it's it's the risk so everybody knows that but we don't really know what's wrong with it like we don't know is it like just an overuse injury type of thing like a tendonitis sort of situation is it is it a sprain is it is it like a ligament or tendon damage like is it something that's going to require surgery like we we have no idea and I think that's what also you know brings on that kind of leaf anxiety um, <laughs> because because they're they're you know that we know something but we don't know much right so yes. um, yeah, yeah no we want um, them to take good care of and, Austin so and yeah and, and he's uh, absolutely critical he's critical to 100%. our team like it's yeah yeah, yeah. So, so for my bad. Um, yeah. I know we talked about it a little while ago where, you know, we thought that other than Freddie, there might be an, a new whipping boy coming on the scene. And what I'm surprised about is that that really hasn't really emerged, uh, considering how we tend to ride certain defensemen out of town on a rail. Morgan Riley, I think, is getting a little bit of a pass, and I'm not really sure why, because you know, at the beginning of the season, you know, we thought, okay, Brody's coming in and, you know, the Barry Riley experiment did not materialize and all of the blame for that really went on Tyson Barry. And I, we thought for that Brody's coming in and he made a Norris Trophy candidate out of Giordano and for sure this combination with Riley's going to be great and he's just going to make Riley uh, just elevate his game again like we've seen in the past. And He's not playing that great lately. And no. with their power play going the way it is, I am really surprised that they are sticking to him on the and in the first uh power play option when I don't know why you wouldn't be putting Brody on there instead. Like honestly, like at this point. I know that he's he he they want Riley's creativity, but I don't know. Like to me, it's not necessarily working. 
So, and he's not making, he's making some, like, I don't know, we talked about his giveaways before, and I know that a lot is expected of him, but some of his decision-making out there lately has not been great. So I'm a little disappointed in, in the year he's put together for himself this year when he had the opportunity to really, really do something great this year. Well, yeah, because like two seasons ago, I guess it was like he yeah. had that Norris Trophy type of season. Mm-hmm. So that was I was playing with Jake Gardner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe we needed to yeah. give Jake more credit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I've, I've been thinking about it, I guess, since you put it as your choice for the bad. And I'm thinking like, the way they've handled the situation with Rasmus Sandin, because yeah. really we do, mm-hmm. Riley Riley is our only offensive defense, like a creative defenseman. Let's just say, right on the offense, yes, he's definitely has his defensive woes, which are coming out a little bit now lately, um, in the last little while. But um, I just think that because he's going Riley next year is going into his contract year too. Um, mm-hmm. which that's the part that everyone's going to start talking about eventually, um, what the plans are for him. And, but the way they're handling Rasmus Sandin, technically I was saying to myself, really, he's supposed to probably be the replacement for Riley, mm-hmm. right? Being that, um, offensive number one, they're hoping to be a one, a, um, defenseman, but they're not really, I mean, Sandin got injured with the Marlies during their season this year. Um, he's now back. He's with our taxi squad, I think right now. Um, but I don't know. I just think that maybe the organization might've screwed up here a little bit because they need to get, they needed to get Rasmus Sandin in some NHL games. I think if they, if, if they are thinking of moving on from Morgan Riley next year, like depending, I don't know. I mean, I'm taking yeah. a different angle here, but, um, I, I kind of th- I agree with that, but at the same time, though, uh, this is like a really really hard year to do that in. It's just I'm not sure if the the way this the year is set up, if it really lent itself towards that because it's I don't it's don't, not it's not easy to to be bringing people up and down and and all that. I don't know. It's not well. We it's don't, not as seamless other as than before. Morgan Riley though. We don't. I don't know. I don't consider like Muzzin has not they put Muzzin a little bit on the power play. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not going too well he, that he's not that. I mean, the only guy I guess that maybe would have been Dermot. Yeah. Um, right. To say that if they wanted to move up him up mm-hmm. in the, uh, in the pairings. Cause last night, I don't know. I thought it was weird last night in this Vancouver game, how they did mix up the pairings, mm-hmm. right? They put Riley with, um, uh, Hall mm-hmm. and they put, uh, uh, Brody with Muzzin and they mm-hmm. just kept they kept uh, Dermot and Magosian together mm-hmm. I don't know I just thought it was kind of odd that they thought of this now and in, in uh, with like 11 games left in the season yeah, to be trying been, that you've been trying it earlier it's like are you yeah, just like, now seeing that things are not working like I don't know yeah anyway I, I don't, I don't I'm know. not saying that I think Morgan Riley is bad I, I think we all know he's a very good defenseman he's just playing badly right now or at least yeah. not not 
<laughs> to the level that we would expect. So yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I don't know yeah. if if toying with all of it is going to make a difference, but let's just hope that he can find his game um, when we're coming in towards uh, the playoff uh, push. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. so let's move on onto yeah. our our ugly. Which sadly, we're back to having a little bit more to discuss there. So, Chris, yeah, uh, what did you want to talk about okay, with regards so, to ugliness with our Leafs at the moment? Yeah, so the ugly, yeah, I mean, we covered it as bad in our last episode before our bonus show, uh, but it's the power play. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. It's just unbelievable. I mean, they couldn't score on that five on three versus Winnipeg last week. Um, I mean, we talked about it in our, that last episode, how we were thinking like there has to be a different type of entry that they can do to get into the ozone. Um, I don't know. I, I actually, <laughs> it was funny cause I was reading in, uh, an article from the hockeywriters.com. We, I included it in our show notes on our Budspurt website. If, uh, the listeners want to have a look. Um, they had an idea actually that no one's actually come up with, but it, I thought to myself, maybe is to change the power play coach. Maybe Sheldon Keefe needs to like kind of put it out there to say Manny Mahold, not to say Manny Moholdra's fault, but maybe that'll kickstart something um, like switch it up, put Manny Moholdra in charge of the PK, put Dave Haxtell in charge of the, or even um, they mentioned Paul McLean. Right, true. He's up in the yeah, right. Like he's up in the sky. And what is he watching. contributing? Yeah, exactly. We haven't heard him at all. <laughs> no. Right? So, chain. Maybe that will be like some something drastic. Oh my god! And then, and maybe it'll it'll get them out of this uh, funk. I don't know. I well, I thought me, that was actually something creative that <laughs> that yeah. might work. <laughs> to me, I think part of the problem is they're so married to the system and the structure that they are all in their heads when they're doing this. You know oh, what worked sure. last night? When Austin Matthews broke out of the zone and skated down the ice and threw it in the, in the net. You know, that's what that's the kind of breakout they need, not this circle back, give the the other team time to figure out what you're doing. It's more I think they need to be more like what they do in like on in 3 on 3 overtime, you know? Like they I mean, they do a little bit of the circling back there too, but then when they get a get a chance to break out, they just run with it and they they yeah. skate down the ice and and create something quickly, you know, like in a give and go situation. That's what they need. They need the element of surprise because right now there's no element of surprise. Like the the teams 100% know exactly what they're going to do. So, and, and they, that's and a, they that's know a they're yeah, they know they're lacking confidence too, sort of thing, right? Yeah. So it's that they're tentative, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, and it. But it's got to change going into the playoffs. Like before the playoffs start, they got to get this fixed. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Sheldon Keith looks seemed really <laughs> seems really perplexed about it as well. Like mm-hmm. because he he said that uh, a while back that it, it is in their heads. So if you know mm-hmm. that, then I don't know. You got to figure out something because it's it's special teams are huge in the playoffs. Like well, it's just, it's, it's not like they don't have uh, like a hundred different, uh, you know, psychologists and stuff on the exactly. payroll. Like, so yeah. exactly yeah. what are these people that they're all playing, paying tons of dollars to doing in this regard? Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I think that they need to completely 
go away from working on the structure and work on the play part. You know, uh, I think maybe they need to just have a, a fun, creative session where they get to try all kinds of different weird things that never would be normally, quote unquote, allowed in a regular game. But maybe they need to do something like that to get the juices flowing. I don't know. But what it, it what they're doing right now is just it's just too it's just too predictable, like we've said. So yeah. anyway. And what made it even worse on top of the cherry on top was listening to Jim Hewson the whole night. <laughs> totally. <laughs> we won't get into that. that. We haven't had to listen to him much, but that's going to change oh, club playoff time likely. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So my ugly, right. we've you've yeah. touched on it several times because I know that it's eating <laughs> at you, um, is was this was the Zach Hyman hit and potential injury. Um Man, I felt like I could throw up when I saw that. Like, I just was like, wow, that is just the worst thing to happen yeah. to the worst person. Like, it's not the worst person. Like, he's the best yes. person. But that's, yeah. that's the point is that he he is so key uh, that I just really, really, really hope that he's going to be okay. And I understand that Edler is going to have... Um, a hearing also uh, for that hit because yeah, that was, it was ugly. And I know that it, you know, some of the analysts, I think it'd be X was saying that sometimes in, in a game, like you're never trying to take a person's knee out like that. And sometimes there's incidental contact, but just like anything else, you are responsible for being in control of your stick and you're in, you're supposed to be in control of your limbs. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just... knew to me, like BX's comments are BS basically, but he's <laughs> like the guy he knew, Edler knew that Hyman yeah. was going to be going Hurt. by him. Oh, yeah. Like, no, and, and low, no like flying by him. There's no, like that. Yes, exactly. You don't need to do there's, that. They're so, called hip checks for a reason. Yeah. And, <laughs> <Use your> um, <laughs> and with regards to the league reviewing it, I mean, we tweeted last night um, that. Basically, regardless of whether or not he gets suspended, that yeah, will doesn't not help us at all. No, that will not make any difference mm -hmm. if we end up losing Zach Hyman, God forbid, for the season, uh, because that knee is the same knee that he injured two two seasons ago. Um, and a lot of people are saying, well, he played on the torn ACL for three games in that playoff series versus Boston. But yeah, yeah. but that was uh, like towards a right to right before our exit. So what does yeah. that say? Um, yeah, exactly. Anyway, so. I just think that it's, it's so unfortunate. And this is part of the ugliness for me is that he's having such an incredible season. He was basically this shining light, you know, that is just a joy to watch every game. And uh, it's, it's going to take something away from our team and also something away from our viewing enjoyment because we love watching him. So no matter yeah. how much he's out, um, it's it's a loss for sure. And Zach, we are sending you our best, best thoughts for you to get better quickly. Um, hopefully it's it's nothing and it just looked worse than it is. That's that's what I'm hoping for. Well, according to JT, uh, he said that he was, uh, John Tavares said last night in the dressing room that Zach Hyman was saying he felt good. He was optimistic, but then again, like they said, that's coming from a person that played on the torn with the torn ACL. So he's always optimistic, right? But hopefully he is going to be be good, um, good to go. Maybe miss 
if he misses a couple of games. But uh, let's move on to some positivity now. And um, you're gonna, we're gonna roll the ladies talking leaves highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Ooh, all right. And speaking of John Tavares, that's who we have as number three on our Ladies Talking Leafs highlight reel. It's uh, the captain is heating up at the right time. I find it funny, though, because when he does heat up, it it seems like the team is going through having its issues. But and then people don't notice him as being as as being uh, he's not flashy. Basically, he does everything. Yeah. We've mentioned this before. Uh, he's done. He does everything all the little things, right? Uh, 12 points in eight games. Um, after that's uh, crazy. That's actually yeah. really crazy. Yeah. It's good. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So he's, uh, he's getting the job done definitely. And, and more. Oh, hundred percent. He is definitely deserving of our number three spot. And in the number two spot, uh, this is a regular member of our highlight reel, Austin Matthews, with the hat trick versus Ottawa on April 10th. Six straight seasons now that he's scored 30 plus goals. Uh, also, the first two goals of that hat trick were number 99 and number 100 uh, that he has scored at Scotiabank Arena. And he was named the second star of the week. So he is just every week. Um, basically adding credentials and and statistics and uh, who knows where yeah. he is going to end up. Um, but uh, yeah, he seems to have got his um, his goal um, prowess back on track um, and looks like his wrist for now is feeling all right. So anyway, what yeah. do you have to add to that? Yeah. Like, well, like I said earlier, like we really... All of Leafs Nation, I think, it really appreciates <laughs> what he what he brings to our team, mm-hmm. and I mean, he could possibly be in line for four trophies. He could be in line for the True. Hart, Lady Bing, the Selkie, and the Rocket Richard. Mm-hmm. Right now, he's leading. Miko Renton is behind him, I guess, in, by six goals. He's Matthews has thirty three goals. Miko Renton of the Avs has twenty six. So, um, yeah, I mean, you. When a guy could possibly be in line for four trophies, that's uh, that's all you have to say, basically. Well, I mean, that has never happened in no. Leafs history. So exactly. in over a hundred years, yeah. this is the best. This this guy, like that's what we're watching history right now. Yes, this yeah. is what like a hundred years from now, this guy is who everyone's going to be talking about. Yes, yeah, yeah, could, no, exactly. could be the best Leaf ever. Yeah, maybe not Jim Hewson, but. <laughs> Probably Anyways, not. I, I gave Jim Houston too many takes or too many, uh, yeah. yeah, too many takes in here. So let's go on to number one on the highlight reel. Number one is Jack Campbell. We have to give love to Jack Campbell because he did set the NHL record as a goalie with a victory in each of his first 11 appear- appearances in a season um, last week. So that is an amazing accomplishment. Even though, I mean, he did have games off in between, <laughs> sort of, but he still did it. And um, yeah, he just needs to, he needs to, I think it's the mental part of the game a little bit that he still needs to get a hold of before he can um, truly say, like, if he wants to be a number one goalie. But yeah, no, kudos to Jack. He he did that. And it, it was great. I love the way... Um, Marner, that's I still look at that little video where he counts down the number of games. Yeah. That was so cool, right? Like and setting the leaf record as well. Um, so yeah. 
Yeah, Marner and his goalie love. Yeah, <laughs> he's their he's their biggest supporter, no matter who's in net. So yeah, um, so yeah, that's that's excellent. Yeah, so Jack Campbell, hundred percent deserving of the number one spot because that is it's something that obviously it's it's never happened. So it's a huge, huge, huge um deal, and we are so happy for him and excited. And yeah, I, I agree. As long as he can sort of get his head straight. I think he's got this little bit of a martyr complex where, you know, he really takes that role as the the last person standing kind of thing. He puts too much on himself, which I think, you know, everyone's been talking about that. But as much as he deflects, you know, it's not me, it's my teammates when he wins it's the opposite when they lose. It's like, if they lose, it's all him and it's not yeah. his teammates. So he, I know he's had issues with that in the past, um, but he really kind of needs to just, you know, it's a team game regardless. And uh, and if he can get, wrap his head around that and not put too much pressure on himself, um, then I think, you know, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna be great. But maybe maybe he is suit more suited to be, you know, like a, a tandem goalie and not like your number one go-to guy for this reason. Because when, um, when, when you got to put him in, you know that you're going to get everything he's got and that's all you can really ask for from a backup. Right. Yeah. And he's, he's proving he can do that. So yeah, for sure. And when it comes to a team game, let's, uh, let's, go into our next segment here into the third period for the team game because this this uh, what we what we want to discuss here is definitely about the team itself and um and how we're gonna be basically fixing our our uh bottom six forwards or or basically talking about how we have the lack of production from these bottom six forwards and um and what Keith will do in terms of the line combinations for these bottom six um, and taking into consideration the new additions, obviously, with Nick Foligno coming in, Riley Nash, uh, hopefully will come back from injury for the playoffs. And then Ben Hutton on uh, on defense as our defensive depth. But I don't know, the current um, the bottom six that we're talking about here are Joe Thornton, who has zero points. Pierre, in the last five games, Pierre Engvall also has zero points the last five games. Wayne Simmons has one point the last five games, as does Alex Kerfoot and Jason Spezza. They both have one point. And then Ilya Mikheyev has one point. He did have, I'll give props to Superman a little bit, because in that sixth game, he actually had two points. So he would have had three points. <laughs> but anyways... It's a total of right now for the last five games, those six players have a total of four points. Like that's just not enough. No, um, we're def definitely lacking in the secondary scoring, which is why, you know, when we're talking about what a bad situation it is that Hyman is potentially out. And it's so scary if Austin Matthews would get injured. I mean, when all of your, all of your scoring comes from, those two top lines. That's just not enough. Like they're basically the whole modus operandi was to build depth throughout yeah. the, the lines. Right. Yeah. So that we, we can basically have depth everywhere. And right now that um, ex the scoring is sort of dried up for those uh, bottom six. Yeah. With, I'm actually kind of a little bit, I guess uh, 
I don't know what the word is, but I'm uh, with Wayne Simmons. I'm just kind of like, since he's come back from the injury, like I think he's had one or two games that have been good, but he just doesn't seem like himself sort of thing, right? And kind of disappointed a little bit, right? Like with the Wayne train. And uh, I'm just hoping that he can ramp it up these like final and these final 10 games. I don't know if load management is needed. I think load management is definitely needed for Joe Thornton um, as much as uh, he probably doesn't think so. But um, I think definitely that has to be done. And uh, with the lines, um, I just want to get your thoughts on this too. The, with these new players coming in, I'm thinking for the bottom six to start the playoffs or even the last, let's say the last game, depending on uh, Riley Nash uh, as to when he comes back into the lineup. But the lines, I was thinking to have the third line as, and again, assuming Hyman plays with Matthews and Marner, okay, and that he's good. I'm going to put the lines, the third line as Kerfoot between Spezza and Mikheyev. And then I'm going to put Riley Nash centering Wayne Simmons. And then it's a toss up between Galchenik and Thornton on the other side. That's how I have those bottom six. Um, and Thornton and Galchenyuk are kind of interchangeable, let's just say during the playoffs, especially. Um, yeah. And again, assuming Hyman is okay. I just like Hyman up there with, um, with Matthews and Marner. If Hyman ends up being out for a longer period, knock on wood, he won't be. But I think, I don't know, I think Galchenyuk is doing a, a decent job up there. Um, yeah. But what do you think of that to to keep Kerfoot there at center? I know he goes, that's that's the other one I was debating a little bit. But I, I think he's, I, I just think that with having Kerfoot and Spezza, like Spezza can take the draw sometimes too, right? And 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 he's been out of the three veterans with experience, um, like Simmons, um uh, Thornton and Spezza. I think Spezza has been the best one. Oh, really. for sure. And, but it's to me, considering why we got a guy like Wayne Simmons and Joe Thornton, they do have to find a way to get them more involved because I just see that Thornton now, you know, at the beginning he was very vocal and he, you know, he, they talked to him a lot. I, I just feel like he's just a guy out there now. Mm-hmm. And for us to get what we need out of him, he can't be just a guy. Do you know what I mean? And the same yeah. with Simmons. They are kind of falling into the background a little bit. And I do yeah. think that the coaching staff, you know, whether it's how they play them, what situations they put them in, they have to find a way to get them more involved in, in the game because yeah. Otherwise, we're not going to get out of them what we need to get out of them come playoff time, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's definitely true. That's why I did think too, it's kind of funny because they're all interchangeable, but you like mm-hmm. to have set lines or thing too, right? Right. Like to say at least a little bit anyways, especially on your third line. Anyways, the top three lines, they should be set. I mean, we're putting Felino. I'm putting in with Tavares and Nylander um, mm-hmm. for that. But um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just hope that um, and Engvall would be the odd person out, in my opinion. I don't know. He was out last night. I don't know. Maybe that'll help give him a, a jump start. He seems Although to he... do the better once, like when he's taken out of the lineup, when they put him back in like that. Yeah. Kind of is like the little bit of a push kick that he needs. <laughs> yeah. To, to perform because he knows that he's, you know, potentially always going to be the odd man out. But um 
Well, he yeah, is, like, he, know. he's a big guy. He skates oh, yeah. very well. Like, he's awesome. He has a long reach with a long stick. Like, and yeah, he's, he's, he has a little bit of flash in him when he does ha- show it. But then, no, again, with him, it's a consistency issue. Yeah, it's always yeah. consistency. It's coming down to you need to be able to expect the same from him every night. And it's not like they don't have role models on our team that show that, that demonstrate that. So, you know, that's kind of what you need to be yeah, able yeah, to no, deliver sure. every night, right? Yeah. So well, looking forward to these next couple of weeks, um, I guess the game's looking forward to. What are we, what are we looking forward to for the games? Well, before we get there, I actually yeah. did want to give a little bit of a shout out to Patrick Marlowe. Uh, Because speaking of role models and people who have had an impact on um, some of our players and still do, um, he's going to be playing in his NHL record leading uh, uh, 1700th and 68th game tonight. And we want to um, just congratulate him for that milestone because obviously we know that that milestone has meant so, so much to him. Yeah. And um yeah, yeah, so he my has the record didn't now. Ruin it. <laughs> my <dog got laughs> no. ruin it for him. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh and and he's you know still in some way a part of our team, even though he doesn't play for us anymore, because uh we know that he had a huge impact on Mitch and Austin and their development and it's it still means a lot to them to this very day. So congratulations, Patrick Marlowe. Yes, congrats, Patty Marlowe. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's huge. Passing Gord- Gordy Howe's a legend, like Mr. I know. Hockey, and he's going to yeah. pass him tonight. So that's 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 great. And yeah, Mitch and uh, Austin, they both had on their Instagram stories, they both had uh, the other night when he tied the record. Um, they both had it on there. And uh, yeah, they definitely have a special friendship. But um, yeah, so moving on to the next couple of weeks and the games that we have circled on our calendar are basically Winnipeg and Montreal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the most important ones that we got to like we got to show up with our best games there. We got to fix this power play on on those ga- in those games. Hopefully Hyman is going to be okay. <laughs> um maybe I don't know if he'll be playing in the Jets games. I have no idea. But Hopefully for the game versus the Habs that um, that he'll be playing. Um, nothing else really matters because it's about first place in this. Yeah. Like when it comes to uh, playing the Jets and um, with Montreal, it's just the fact that if we're going to be playing them in the first round, we basically just that's the thing they're saying. Like we need to have that to show some of that killer instinct. Yeah. Like no, and that's what we don't like. Right. This and we still not showing was. It tantamount to that like yeah. really they were just there we yeah. could have just taken them that's what yeah. we should have done and um we should have pushed them pushed them so that they had to work even harder like that's the thing like um i don't know yeah. i although last night i would say that if i was a player it could be that there's hesitancy there too on your side, knowing that you're coming in, playing a team that's just getting over this and yeah. hoping that they are over it. Because can you imagine if one of those guys was still contagious and yeah. one of our players gets it and then goes through our whole room? Like, 
Exactly. That's yeah, just no. going to kill our, our season. And it's, I mean, so. the NHLPA, the NHLPA is a brotherhood too, right? Like they yeah. care for each other and for sure. And they all want each other to, to have good health, obviously. And, and, uh, and they love the game too, but health is most important, obviously. So, yeah. So yeah, the next couple of weeks, Keith is going to need to figure out the lines, obviously, getting these new players in, um, finding the chemistry with Felino and, and maybe giving some rest to a few players, hopefully. Um, they need to like figure out these special teams uh, for the stretch drive to the end of the season. Um, and hopefully just to fine-tune things in, in, in some of the games, too. Um, but if you have any thoughts on what we've talked about in this show, please DM us on social media or email us at um, ladiestalkingleafs at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Our our uh, social media handle is at LTL1917. And, uh, and you can find us on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Another way to connect with us is uh, at Kofi.com. That's K-O-F-I.com. You can always follow us there and check out our new video intro where you can find out a little bit more about how our podcast podcast came to be. Um, if you choose to, you can also support our show there by buying us a coffee. Any donation goes towards helping us produce the show and making it even better for you. So find the link to our Kofi page on our show notes and in any of our social media profile pages. As always, we want to shout out to our healthcare workers and essential workers for everything that they do. Stay safe and well, everybody, and go Leafs, go! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.